Jesus Christ, that's Jason Bourne. James Francis Bryant, Iowa. Sheldon Willis, lot of gaming commission. Francois Pinot, captain of the Me, sir? I don't know who I am! I'm a botanist. I'm a Texas Ranger. I am a traveler in both time and space. Impersonating practically anybody. I need to write their map. Welcome, everybody, to episode five. Five. Welcome to episode five of Sine Waves, the show where we look, chronicle the peaks and valleys of actors' careers in the wider Hollywood ecosystem. I'm your host, Hannah, with my friend, Sean. Hello. And this week, it's the movie that made Matt Damon drop out of college. <laughs> <laughs> it is 1993's Geronimo, directed by, I want to say, Walter Hill? I... You'll, Walter Hill. Walter Hill, yeah. 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 You'll discover this very quickly in this episode. I don't think we are going to have too much to say about this movie. This is a head fucking empty movie. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know who? This is one of their favorite movies, a very famous director. Who? Tarantino. That makes a lot of sense. Doesn't it? Yeah, I haven't seen many Tarantinos, but I was like. This seems like the kind of thing that Tarantino would like. I wish I liked this movie more. Yeah, me too. There was parts of it I liked a lot. Yeah, there's um, themes that are great, yeah, especially I, for this genre. Yeah. I don't think this is a bad movie. I don't think it's a good movie. I think it's perfectly okay. It's an average film. Yeah. So if it's your first time listening to Signways, what we're here to do is we're here to talk about all all about Matt Damon. Matthew mm-hmm. Page Damon. MPD. MPD himself. And before we get into talking about today's film, the nineteen ninety three Geronimo and American Legend. Is that what it's yep. first Geronimo thing? and American Legend. Terrible title. Yeah. Ter- so I, I terrible actually was, title. I was reading about this apparently. This movie had a lot of production issues. Mm. It changed studios a couple times. Yeah. Um, apparently the... I can't remember if it was the director or the scriptwriter said after it released, yeah, we should have called it the Geronimo War, uh, which is a better banging, title, I think. Banging yeah. title. So yes, it's this movie stars. Great cast. Yeah. It's um, Jason Parrick, Patrick? Patrick. Patrick. Robert Duvall, who is one of my dad's favourite actors because oh, yeah. he plays... Colonel Kilgore in Apocalypse Now. <laughs> Who did he play in this? Um, he's oh, he the scout. Al, yeah, that's a, that's a fun character. Yeah, he's I think. interesting. Gene Hackman, West Duty, just mm. oh, love West Duty. Yeah, and MPD himself MPD? in a, in a very major role for the film. Yeah, like doing the narration. Yeah, like, like the audience insert character. Definitely. I would say. Yeah, yeah. Um, Saving Private Ryan, but bad. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah. before we get into all things Astronomo, we're going to do our little what we've been watching this week because yeah. this is going to be another episode where we're going to fucking struggle to talk for an hour. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, this episode is, there's a little bit less of a gap than we usually have with this episode because mm-hmm. uh, we last recorded last Sunday. It's a Saturday now, so we've got six days instead of seven. But um, yeah, I haven't really watched too much. How relaxing. How are the X-Men? Shit is... Popping? About to get bad for the X-Men. I'm sure nothing yeah. bad will ever happen to Apocalypse. Apocalypse is coming back real soon. Uh, burr, burr, he's burr. been gone for a while. Mm-hmm. We don't know what he's been up to. He's coming back soon. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna be... It's gonna be interesting. I'm his sure wife it's... showed up. He's um, a wife? He's a wife, Is yeah. it Death? No, Death is his, like, child. Um, what the Wait, so does that mean, like, Apocalypse is... Oh, so not, like... Mr. Snap's father-in-law? No, it's... Marvel has, like, three different characters called Death. This is why I fucking hate comics. Yeah. <laughs> this is why I hate comics. Yeah. It's stupid. Sean has had this rant once this, once this week already. Which one? Homeland. Oh, yeah. Let's get into Homeland a little bit. How's watching a lot of Homeland over the last little while? Oh, <laughs> I've only watched seven episodes. But Homeland's fucking insane. I think I just started. I think I watched like two episodes of Homeland before last recording session. So to give yeah, some, yeah, because we were talking about it. So a to give bit off mic. to give some context to Homeland, because I think we talked about it a little bit last week. But probably I just, yeah. yeah. What Homeland is? It is Claire Danes plays this like CIA agent who is told that an American POW has been turned by like a terrorist organization mm. that's like super like they haven't they haven't done any like activity in like 10 years but they're still out there 
and then a American like Marine gets found after like eight years in captivity and his name's Sergeant Brody and Brody comes home and Claire Danes her name is Carrie uh Carrie's just immediately suspicious of this man because she's just so kind of, of course of, you would he would be yeah. none of her superiors know about this like rumor she heard because she got it from like in a kind of in a really bad like way basically she like broke into a prison to hear from someone who was about to be executed she caused like an international incident doing it so she's like on the naughty step so what Carrie does is she sets up an illegal wiretap of this man's home. Okay, I didn't know this. <laughs> First episode. So she's like, has cat, like it's like big, big brothers this man's house. So she's watching sure. like his entire movements. So the first three episodes, and this is where I was with last week when I was saying like, I know um, Homeland gets crazy. And I think I said, I know at some stage they start to fuck. And I didn't know how it got there. We got there, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, we got him. Um, oh, yeah. So Carrie is stalking this man, and as you're watching the show, you don't really know. I was watching, and I knew, like, spoilers, they have a child at some stage. Oh, shit. Yeah, like, okay. they have a long-term relationship. So I was like, how does how does this fucking happen, Carrie? How does the shenanigans ensue? Yeah. So what she does is she's, like, following this man, and Brody's not doing well, because Brody is... Yeah, because he's a POW. He's a POW, yeah. and you're getting all these flashbacks of him in prison, or when he was in captivity... And you're kind of like, is he being turned or is this, he's being tortured and they're doing different forms of torture. Like they're feeding him and they're like, um, one thing you repeatedly see is there was another Marine captured at the same time and you see him beating the other Marine to death. The other Marine's called Walker. So you're kind of like, is this a prove your loyalty to us kind of thing? Or is this a like way of torturing Brody? It's like have him kill his like only companion. So then episode five happens and Brody figures out, Brody goes to um, like a Veterans Association like circle, you know, like AA, but I don't know what it's yeah. called. And Carrie decides to pretend that she takes part in it. So she like walks in, sees Brody and is like, oh, I can't be here. And he recognizes her and like follows her and they have a conversation. And she's just like, oh, I get it. If you want to talk to someone that's like still in this crap, yeah, talk to me. And then the next day, they are the next episode. They have a memorial for Walker. And at this memorial, Brody figures out that his best friend and his wife have been sleeping together for the eight years that he was in prison. <laughs> <laughs> like, was about to tell the kids and move in the day he was found. Or like, oh, shit. sleep midway through the act of sex when she called his wife to be like, I'm back, baby. Damn. <laughs> Can you understand why I'm fucking up? so funny. So he beats up this man, goes to a bar, calls Carrie, and it's like, I really could use some company. And Carrie's like, ah, I have just set up a polygraph test to basically catch you out for lying. So I need to like figure out some way you're lying. Cause she's just, she doesn't trust him. Mm. And they go to this bar and you just get the implication they drink for fucking hours and they have such good chemistry. Oh, really? Like they have, oh, they just have like, the sparks are flying because they're just both very good actors. And they're walking out and there's, oh, Sean, I can't, I'm doing so many hand motions, but I'm trying (laughs) not to touch the table. Um, (laughs) They're walking out to the, like this bar and she's like in high heels and they're stumbling and they're talking about basketball and she like stops and she looks down and she goes, oh, I'm about to, I'm about to throw up. And he goes over to her to like steady her, mm-hmm. but it goes both hands around the waist. Oh. And then he like pulls back and he's like, yo, no, that's not okay. And she goes, I'm half Irish. We don't throw up, which that's a lie. That's not true. That's not yeah. true. And then they're just like looking at each other and there's a beat and she unlocks her car. There's another beat and they just start furiously <laughs> making out get into the back of her car and, and they just fuck, fuck. and yeah. they just fuck and then the polygraphs the next day he turns up to it and he's passing the polygraph being mm. like you know are you a terrorist or whatever and then she interrupts the session being like have you ever been unfaithful to your wife or sergeant brody and he's like no passes the polygraph <laughs> <laughs> so she's just like oh, so she like goes outside to the um he gets like they confront each other in the car park he like she gets in his car and I'm like, you're going to get fucking kidnapped. She gets kidnapped, but... Who'd guess? She goes to a bar with him. They start drinking more and playing pool. He goes to pee and Natty comes up to him. Oh, and yeah, she just starts they, yeah. bullying this man, being like, oh, age, age, you're a fucking Natty. Mm. 
punches the Nazi in the face. Yeah. Brody then punches the Nazi. They run away, and she's like, let's go to my cabin in the woods for, like, two or three days. And they just, like, sleep together and make food and, like, have a cozy time as a couple. And on the last day, she makes some joke about the tea he drinks that she knows because she's been stalking them. <laughs> so he confronts her about it. They have this big, long, tense scene. And there's other stuff going on. It's not just them. We're going to even cut between. And... The CIA is like going to cover a terrorist plot. So Carrie's kind of like mentor is a guy called Sal, great character. He's like driving this woman from like Mexico to uh, Stanley to turn her into prison, but he's also trying to convince her to like confess and tell them everything. Mm. So like she she goes and they send over a pic. She draws like a sketch because she's basically like, oh, a guy came over for an hour and went onto the roof. We were just told to like buy this house beside the airport. So they're like okay, this is yeah, all the evidence we need. We're going to get a photo of Brody and we're going to see that like he's actually like planning to... You find out at the end of the episode that the reason they bought the house at the airport is it's where the president lands his helicopter. Ooh, so they okay. were going to assassinate the president. Sure. So they, they're like, okay, we're going to figure this out and this is how we're going to frame that it's Brody. And then you get the sketch and it's just as Carrie finishes this like interrogation and you're like... God, Brody's such a good liar. Like, I totally believe that he's not a like not a terrorist and he's mm. just a POW. And he, they've shown all this like really sus stuff. Like he, you know, pray. He's converted to Islam and he's like doing the prayers and he's has these hand ticks that carries convinced are like Morse code or something. Okay. And he's like, yeah, I was a POW for eight years and there was no King James Bible, so of course I read the Quran. <laughs> yeah. And I need prayer beads when I'm nervous, but I can't have prayer beads in public because everyone's gonna think I'm a terrorist. So I just do the hand motions yeah, to my... It, when is it set? 2011. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, like a war on terror time. Yeah. yeah. And then Carrie gets like a picture of the sketch. Twist. It's Brody's team, like ex-other Marine POW. <laughs> He's not dead. Yeah. He faked his death. And I text Sean being like, Sean, I have a new addiction. <laughs> yeah. I'm so sorry God. if you do not give a shit about Homeland. It's going to yeah. come up a lot the next little while. Yeah, it is, I think. Is there any other shit that I've... In other comics news, uh, Void Rivals number one came out this week. <laughs> How which is that? a fucking... Robert Kirkman, man. This guy is... You love Robert K- Kirkman. I His writing is good. I really liked The Walking Dead. I really liked Invincible. And I haven't read too much of his other stuff. But the thing he that I... Ins- I didn't know who I wrote it. Yeah, he did Ooh. Invincible as well. The thing that I love about Robert Kirkman is that he... Because he wrote like two of Image Comics, the biggest comics ever. He essentially just kind of has free reign to do whatever the fuck he wants now. <laughs> but also the way he ended The Walking Dead is Ex- insane. Yeah, yeah. that ties into what the shit that he wants to do, which is he doesn't really want to engage with the traditional kind of distribution methods and advertising for comics. Yeah. Um, what he does now is he stealth drops shit. Like when The Walking Dead ended, the way that comics are like distributed yeah. and advertised is the publisher will make these things called solicits, which is just like image of the cover, short, like vague description of what happens in the mm. issue, a like list of prices and shit like that. And they'll send them out to like comic shops and stuff mm-hmm. uh, a couple of months before the issue comes out. So say like issue 10 is meant to come out in December, it'd be sent like this time of year or would it be like three months beforehand? Uh, it'd be closer to like three months okay. beforehand. So like an, a quarter um, ahead. Yeah. yeah. But the way that The Walking Dead ended was fucking bonkers. It was wild. Because what Kirkman did was he sent out previews for a couple issues in advance and then like the next month the comic just ends like he just releases an issue that's the end of it all of the solicits and previews that had been sent in for the next couple of months were fake and never came out i actually meant to ask you this yeah surely the comic shops must have been fucking raging yeah oh yeah they were they yeah. Were. yeah like yeah, i yeah. imagine no Absolutely. one can ever do this it again it was a it was a really big issue because this like leaked a day or two before the comics actually came out because someone probably um, like picked it up on a Tuesday ex- to read it and was exactly, like what yeah, the like, fuck comic shop owners like uh, do this all the time yeah but what that meant was they weren't able to order enough copies in yeah because you suddenly had a load of like speculators coming in being like this is the last issue of The Walking Dead this is going to be worth some money yeah um, and just buying out everything or even just somebody being like I heard this is the last Walking Dead I want to pick it up and see it for myself yeah 
Like, I'm uh, sure if you were reading The Walking Dead at the time, you would have picked it, or you're into comics, you probably would have picked it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I did read The Walking Dead regularly for a while, and I kind of fell off it for a bit. But yeah. I, I went back and I reread it all after it ended, and it's pretty solid the whole way through. Yeah. Yeah, they did do a big reprint of it really shortly after because they kind of knew that this was going to happen. Yeah. Uh, so, like, people did manage to get copies of it, but it was an issue when it first came out. But also as well, like, was it an issue for... I don't know how the solicits work, but did mm-hmm. they have to, like, get refunded all the comic shops? I imagine they did because they probably... No, so... So they, it's not like they pre-order and it's like, here's 10 grand, give me 10 grand worth of comics? The the payment comes later in the pre-order okay. process. Yeah. Um, That's good because yeah. that was my one concern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then a couple of years later after that, he released a new creator-owned series with Image called Die, 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 which was not advertised at all. Oh, There was what? no previews sent out. They just included it with other orders for comic shops, which was fucking wild. But then, like, this week, this week just gone, Kirkman releases the first issue of his new creator-owned like sci-fi series called Void Rivals and it's a story about two people from like warring like galactic empires or whatever who get stranded on like a desert planet and they kind of have to learn to to work together and to overcome their differences so that they can escape yeah and over the course of it they you know from friends they realize you know they're not so different after all it's almost like war is stupid yeah there's a really nice theme of this movie yeah because um, they both have like these kind of weird like robot helmet mm-hmm. things on. There's a really nice like two page spread at the end of it where they both take it off and they realize that they're both like you. Yeah, it's just there if you want to have a flick through. I'm gonna it. look through yeah. it. Yeah, I, I didn't. Gonna... I, I didn't read it. I was going you didn't to. Read it. I'm well, gonna let. I'm gonna let you have a flick through that actually, and I'm gonna talk about the Final Fantasy 16 demo. No, 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 because I know what um, happens. Oh, you know what happens? Because Alan, Alan, our friend oh, yeah, Alan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hi, Alan, if you're listening. Hello. Alan was here reading it, and I was like, I'll read this afterwards. And Alan just spoiled the twist for me, which yeah. is fine because he was um, so like, I, yeah, you know, I there, don't mind. But is, I was just like, yeah. Nani, what? There, there is a fucking crazy twist for this. If you don't want to have Void Rivals number one spoiled for you, uh, skip forwards a little bit. We'll we'll have a timestamp oh, or whatever. Is gorgeous. It's yeah, the art is fantastic. Yeah. The two of them are on this desert planet and they like, they try to fix their ships and it doesn't work. And then they find this like ancient spaceship that's crashed and is like... Is that Starstream? Uh, you'll, you'll see. <laughs> uh, yeah, this ancient so spaceship funny. that they Gets find, um, they find like crashed in like a fucking crater or whatever. And they go and they start fixing it up. And it fucking transforms into a transformer. <laughs> like straight up Autobots. I think it's is it Jetfire that does Jetfire, name it? it's a Cybertron. Yeah. Uh, because what this actually is, is it's a stealth launch of Image Comics' new uh, Transformers and G.I. Joe shared universe. <laughs> Completely unannounced before this issue dropped. It's like and literally it these two fuckers find a transformer and they're like, maybe we are human after yeah, all. They, like and it's not even, like the transformer flies away just leaves is gone like doesn't contribute to to solving the plot at all um optimus yeah uh mad shit going on in, in he, comics he, i saw i think i sent it to you he's they've done a reprint of this yeah yeah, yeah. um uh, and they have like it made more obvious that it's not like the what they're called not the duplicates the variants the variants yes. are more obvious that it's Transformers. Yeah, yeah, because when they first made previews of it, they had, like, a bunch of... They do, like, comics do this fairly often where they'll have, like, a spoiler variant cover where the actual cover itself isn't shown in any previews. It just has a big spoiler mark on okay. it. Okay. Um, yeah. He's done it again. <laughs> Did you know it was Transformers when you no, bought it? I knew that there was something. Because uh, it's Kirkman. Not even because Kirkman, I just had heard rumblings of it on Twitter that, like, if you're going to read this issue, do it without knowing anything because some crazy yeah. shit happens at the end. And That's I was, pretty crazy. I was not expecting it's that. It's pretty fucking crazy. Yeah. We will yeah. say, though, fuck Image Comics. Yeah. Yeah. I bought. I actually bought this without realizing that it was Image. Yeah. Um, the A bunch of, like, behind-the-scenes workers at Image have unionized, and within a month, they had started filing grievances against the company for uh, anti-union behavior, which yeah. is fucked up. Not cool, Image. Not cool. And with that... 
We got to talk about the movie. We got to talk about another union. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just did finger guns at Sean, and Sean was so livid. Um, and before we before we get started, he's leaving this, the table. I'm going. What are you doing? Are you drinking? Sean hung over again. I'm not hung over today. I was fine this morning. I know. I it's our first recording session. We're not hung over. Yeah, let's change that. I have my ice coffee. Yeah. I got to hold my niece today. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to my aunt's 60th birthday this evening, so. Sean's I'm pre-gaming. Getting, I'm getting started. Um, yeah, Lucy left these here for uh, There's a another one. I will there, is, steal there is another one. I will steal like it after I finish my coffee because yeah. I want to avoid three drinks, Hannah. <laughs> it's always and it you it's know always three drinks. it's always three drinks yeah. it's so funny yeah I, I don't know how it keeps happening me neither it just always happens yeah normally one of the drinks is water i will say because mm. i'm sensible but i always it's like i'll have a coffee and then someone's like an alcoholic beverage hannah and i'm like well mm. of course <laughs> it would be an imposition not to accept it yeah but something that wasn't acceptable jesus wasn't acceptable was the treatment of the first, the native american population yeah um, by the u.s army yeah in... that was the clunkiest fucking yeah, intro nice, to nice yeah do you want to talk about geronimo i don't want to talk about geronimo i don't have too much to say about geronimo, that's the problem um, um like it's a it's a movie it's a fine movie i liked it a little bit i I, don't know. A, I just don't really have many strong feelings on it. I think um, it's a movie that suffers from us having phones. I think I had my phone. I had my internet off during it. I wasn't using. I was using my phone to take notes, so I wasn't I using it for anything else. Did not because group chats were popping off, so I yeah. was like. Bah, bah, bah. So the plot of Geronimo, an American legend, mm. is about an Apache. I was very worried going into this movie; it was going to be super fucking racist. I think it's not really. No, I yeah. think it deals with the topic of the removal of like native American. Why is with Matt Damon having difficult movies for two white kids to talk about? <laughs> the, the removal of like f- uh, uh, like uh, tribal people to like reservations and like the conflicts that cause but like that start because of it. I think it dealt with that quite respectfully for from like a. Like, from that yeah. perspective um, and like Native American groups were really happy with this movie and that's great we just want to get that out there to start off with Sean what did you do to prep for this movie uh, I went and I watched Aliens because oh. West Studi no one of the guys wrote Aliens Gene Hackman Robert Duvall oh one of the guys who wrote I might have gotten this incorrect oh did Sean mess up his did prep did I fuck this up hang on what's Sean's pen penance for fucking up his prep uh, I'll watch the movie again. <laughs> <laughs> no, because you like watching the movie. You like doing watching movies yeah. again. Uh, oh, my hip just cracked. That was really. Did I fuck this up? Because we, we mentioned on mic that. It was it Gene Hackman? I feel like some. No, Gene Hackman was not. How did I get this linked with aliens in my mind? Was that studio in? You, it's there's some connection because we talked about it yeah. on mic. I feel like. All right, I got. We will yeah. investigate post we'll episode investigate, yeah. and see that Sean mess we'll up. We'll go do fact checking. Uh, we fact yeah, no, Walter Hill, a director. He has made many movies, some of which yeah, include. He was the. He made the Warriors. He made the Warriors. Yeah, he, also he was the writer, writer for, for Aliens. He was the yeah, writer yeah. for Aliens. I should watch the Warriors again as well. We need to watch the Warriors. I've never seen the Warriors. Like, the Warriors is good. It's yeah. Fun. So yes, Sean watched one of his, his probably most seminal work. Really. Yeah, I love Aliens. Um, um, it's an film. This movie is about, so yeah, it's about this, it's a real life man. Like, Geronimo was, Geronimo a, was a guy. Was yeah. a guy who surrendered in like 1886 to the American army and was put on a reservation. And then after like a few months left the reservation and then was like made kind of um, surrender again. Yeah, he was a- arrested and like... Sent to um like Florida for the rest of his yeah, life. Yeah, held as a prisoner of war. Yeah, like in Homeland. <laughs> and uh, how Matt Damon, like, it's a weird movie to talk about because we've just summarized it, and that's like that's pretty much what happens. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just a lot of like God, yeah. We treat like I don't know what to talk. <laughs> yeah, Matt Damon plays a uh, second lieutenant. Britton Davis. Yeah. Um, and he is, he's the POV character for it. He like does all of the narration and he's like a, 
West Point graduate. Yeah, like a newly... Deployed? Promoted, I think. A newly promoted, like, lieutenant in the U.S. Army. And he is sent out with a group when Geronimo initially surrenders to, like, go and escort him back, essentially. He's hanging out with, um, kind of, probably the lead character of the movie after Geronimo. Played by, uh, Jason Patrick's. Yeah, was it Lieutenant Gatewood? Yeah, Lieutenant Charles B. Gatewood. Another Charles. Mm -hmm. Um... I really liked Gatewood's character. I like Gatewood a lot. Like Gatewood, well, a yeah. lot. Uh-huh. Gatewood is Gatewood's whole thing is he he like actually has a lot of respect for mm-hmm. like the Apache and has spent time learning about them and their culture and their way yeah. of life. Um, and so he is he's the guy who they kind of send to do a lot of the negotiations with Geronimo because the two of them get along very well. Yeah, and he kind of understands where they, he's coming they from. They respect each other and yeah. like. There's a whole, there's a running thing where Geronimo is just kind of like, he's so willing to come to the table at any Mm. opportunity, but he's just like, you're not, this is just like, why should we accept this? Because it's just so illogical. Yeah. Like the situation we're in. And Gatewood's kind of like, yeah, I Mm. agree with you, buddy. I'm kind of, I'm following orders, but he's not even really following orders. Yeah. Yeah. There's a scene in the beginning where Gatewood and David sit down they're playing chess or something i think uh yeah in camp and they, it's they, when they're going to find when they're going to get geronimo the first time him and, and matt you yeah him and matt just like sit down for like a couple hours and talk about the apache another thing is that a, a lot of apache have like joined up with the u.s army and are acting as, mm. as it's scouts they call them yeah where they functionally they help them hunt down the other Apache who are like still fighting. You get the implication as you watch the movie that there's a lot of the army. I hate to say this, the army actually is trying to kind of do right by the Apache in some work. Some aren't, and some are. But like the the person who's kind of the head of the area, who's played by um like Cook, who's played by Gene Hackman, mm. very much kind of has like it's like. I'm following orders. Yeah. You know, he's complicit in something terrible, but he's like, I'm going to give them kind of as much respect as possible. If they follow yeah. our rules, we'll treat them with some, di- yeah. we'll treat them and, with dignity. Yeah. And then he leaves and somebody much worse comes somebody in Somebody much later. worse comes in. Uh, yeah. There's a bit where yeah. they're talking about this and Dave's like, why are they doing this? And um, Gatewood has like, starts talking about like Apache culture and like, he says that a lot of them just want to go wherever the fight is. And he says, it's a morality once you understand it, which is like, I think a lot of the film is very based on this kind of difference in morality between the yeah. US soldiers and the Apache over there. Because another thing that he brings up there is how they they don't tend to make promises very often, but when they do, they will stick with it and keep it. That's why people which, are so upset when, when Geronimo breaks his word and leaves the reservation. It's why Geronimo is so upset when the army come and break their promises to him. Yeah. Yeah. So the start of the movie is you're following, you see this like scene of like a tribe being kind of round up in central reservation. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, actually before that though, we yeah. get the opening credits. Yeah, no, are, we need to, we need to talk about these opening credits. Which are fucking wild. It's fully just like, if you look up the movie, it's like the poster for the film where it's just like Geronimo's face and the opening credits are just... It's like... The names coming in over a slow zoom in on his face. But it's, it is terrifying. It's, it's like black and white by... Yeah, kind of like sepia toned. See, black and white kind of um setting off or saying the like director's name. Mm. And then it's like, Geronimo. And it's all like, Geronimo, American <laughs> yeah. legend. Like in like a Microsoft movie maker kind of like yeah. scroll past. And then it's just a slow zoom in West Judy's face. Really like West Judy. He's good. Movie. Yeah, he's really good. He's a fantastic yeah. actor. Yeah, he's great. So yeah, you have this scene which is like you're meeting Cook, who's like Gene Hackman's character, who's being pl- who's like the person who kind of runs the reservations in this area. Mm. I think you see the head of the scouts here. I don't know if you do, but it's basically you do you see him? No, briefly. you meet you meet him once Geronimo is brought in. Yeah, so you, then you um you see this reservation getting kind of round up, and then you see Matt Damon, and he's like, oh, Matt Damon's young. Yeah, he's twenty one. He just he yeah. was a month before his twenty second birthday. Mm. Is what the line is. Yeah, but he's such a, he baby. Is a child. And there was a very funny scene where he's wearing his little soldier's hat, and then he gets a box, and it has a little cowboy hat. Oh in yeah, it. yeah, and he. 
takes, takes it, it out and, like, and he puts it on and yeah, he goes like the little like oh I'm so cool yeah, like, I'm a running cow. his fingers across the brim of and the I was hat. like oh yeah. I love you about you Paige <laughs> <laughs> um, and then it's yeah as you were saying it's mm. him and uh, Gatewood and they have this like so I thought the movie would be a lot of the movie would be bringing Geronimo in yeah but they just do it they just do it like instantly and I'm like yeah. that's just only 20 minutes of the film mm. There's just, it's a two hour movie it's long yeah but then you go to the reservation and you realise the reservation is bad. Yeah, it's not good. They have like specifically put them on like really infertile land so that they're not able to grow enough food mm-hmm. to support themselves. So that they have to be dependent on uh, like aid from the government. I think there was a really good scene just before they get to the reservation, which is Matt, Dav- Matt Damon's character Davis. Davis and one of the scouts are talking to like a bunch of tribal men who are about to go to the reservation, they're like Geronimo's kind of men that, you know, when he gives himself up, they kind of follow him in. Mm. And he's being like, this is the laws of the reservation. And one of the laws is you can't drink. And they're like, why can't we drink? Why should we be punished? You guys can drink. And they're like, oh, because when you drink, you fight. And they're like, that's only some of the Apache. Why Mm. should we all be punished? And you just see Matt Damon just be like, (laughs) Yeah, this is totally yeah. F- yeah, this is totally fair. Like it is kind of yeah. we're we're enforcing a rule, but then, you know, we do the same thing of like mm. some of us fight when we drink and we don't say anything. Yeah. Before we get to the reservation, one very cool scene where they kind of establish Geronimo's and um Gatewood's like relationship. Oh, where the sheriff comes? Yeah. yeah. Which is just like the sheriff kind of finds them in a in a kind of cabin and is like Oh, I don't give a shit that he's surrendering himself. I'm gonna get a, a like federal warrant and kill this man. Yeah. So Greenwood's like, I'm gonna help you defend your family and yourself because I don't think you should die. Mm. But I can't. You can, we can't kill any of these people. So Geronimo was like, I got it. I got it, buddy. <laughs> yeah. If I if I can get rid of these people, you have to give me your binoculars. <laughs> He trades the binoculars for a blue stone. Yeah. Which has like a little glow filter over it. Did you notice that? Yeah. yeah. That feels like something out of fucking Fateful Findings. Yeah, it does. Yeah, the little black rock that he has. Yeah. I can't believe I just quoted fucking Fateful Findings. See, it gets in your brain. Uh, Breen is the greatest living filmmaker. This is my last resort. But yeah, so you get to the reservation and then I seen I think is fun is when they confront the medicine man. It's like it's like it's what, not, f- it's not fun. Say it's fun. Fun's not the right word. I think it's yeah. a well done like escalation of tension. Definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Fun's not the right um, word. But... Yeah, because what happens is the what's his what's the dude's name? Robert Duvall's. Robert Duvall's, yeah. Uh, the the ch- chief of the scouts. No, not him. The was it him? Yes, it was him. Sorry. Yeah, it was yeah, him because yeah. he gets yeah. shot. Uh, his name is Al. Al she- Schieber. Something like that. Yeah, it's like German. I yeah, think. I'll see it. Yeah, um, he is. His job is to go and like recruit Native Americans into the U.S. Army, mm-hmm. and him and like a bunch of army dudes rock up the reservation one day, and there's like some kind of religious ceremony happening. Before we get there, you there's a scene where Geronimo and Greenwood are Greatwood are talking, and the fucking weirdest part of the movie is. Geronimo has a fucking vision of yeah, the future. Geron- Geronimo can see the future in this, yeah. yeah. Um, and it just like you get this like blowout white shot, and then it's like a black and white scene of like a future bit of the movie, and you're like, "What's happening?" <laughs> Sean's checking on his can. He's yeah. so confused. So I, I just remembered one of his later agents. It's like, oh my god, they actually did that. They cool. show a future scene of the film. Yeah, um, there's a scene later on, like towards the end of the movie, where he has a vision of like trains, <laughs> trains being uh, set up across the plains, and then that's how the film ends as well. Yeah, um, um, but he has this vision of like a battle, and he's like, <laughs> "War is coming." Yeah, and the medicine man basically is chanting, saying like, "The dead chiefs will rise up." Yeah, so that's why to, they like, go give to, them advice because they're like, yeah. "You're spreading seditious stuff about you know you're talking about your religion. We're, we don't allow that because you need to mm. become Catholic or Christian or whatever." Um, and they, the medicine man's like, "Hey, we're not, we're not causing any trouble here. We just we're doing our thing." And they shoot him. Yeah. They fucking shoot him dead. And then um, there's kind of a big fight all across the reservation, and that's when 
Geronimo. Geronimo is like, ah, fuck this, actually. I'm, fuck this I'm shit going, out of I'm going back to, like, guerrilla warfare. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then the rest of the movie is them trying to find Geronimo. Yeah, pretty much. The yeah. rest of the movie is like a series of kind of vignettes of the army trying to bring Geronimo in and failing, pretty much, and being made fools of because they can't bring in this group of, like, 30 Apaches or whatever. I think it's one thing the movie is slightly bad at at this <laughs> stage is I think it's very easy for that, like, last... Because, like, the, the medicine man dying is, like, 40 minutes in, mm. and it kind of, like... Not that it loses all its like momentum, but I would say it does lose most of its momentum. Yeah, after it just that it just kind of you're like it's been so good at kind of building up this tension of you're like there's going to be a reason that Geronimo leaves the reservation, and once he kind of leaves, because it's based off a real life event, you're just yeah. watching like people riding around on horses. I will say this movie looks expensive. Yeah, it yeah. does. Yeah, yeah. This is probably the biggest budget film Matt has been in so far. Yeah, or at least looks wise. Not counting Field of Dreams, probably because like Field yeah, of... yeah. Cause... So this was like thirty five. The, the biggest budget film he has been in. He was not in Field of Dreams. <laughs> we watched it though. Yeah, uh, the budget was thirty five million. Budget for Field of Dreams was fifteen million. Oh, so okay. it's twice as expensive as. Sure. What was yeah. the budget for School Ties? Not. I think like five. It can't mil. have been that big. I think it was like five mil. Uh, 18 mil. Wow. Yeah. So even School Ties had a bigger budget than Field of Dreams. Wild. Yeah. They had to build a whole baseball stadium. Hey, but if you build it... They'll come. Yeah. <laughs> they will come, Ray. But yeah, it's just... Looks great. Cinematography. There's like all these really nice set shots mm. of like the wild kind of like Wyoming like at twilight, which I just... I love that yeah. stuff. Um, it's so pretty. Lots of horses. If you're a horse girl or a horse guy, you're gonna love this. Yeah, I got, my asthma started acting up watching it. No. Oh really? No. Um, <laughs> it's been a bad week for Hannah's hay fever, though. Mm. Jesus. Um, but no, it's just like it's. That's what I mean. Like I want to like it more, because I just don't. Yeah. It's not, and I don't even dislike it. I'm just kind of like. Yeah, I'm. I think it's a perfectly fine film. I really like the first about up to the up to the point where like Geronimo leaves the reservation mm-hmm. and the film just kind of becomes this like drawn long drawn out sequence of just them trying to find him and nothing really coming of it they definitely could cut this down about a good half hour yeah 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 um and you have some cool like there's this whole thing of like you have Robert Duvall as the scout and there's like they talk about the scouts a lot mm. there's this like weird extended set piece which is after Geronimo leaves, nothing really happens for a bit. And then Gene Hackman, who's the guy who's in charge, he retires gracefully, but like retires and kind yeah. of... He's like, they've... like I have clearly fucked this up. Yeah. Um, They're making a fool of me. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to leave. I'm yeah. just going to not do this job anymore. You see Geronimo a few times and he's like starting to raid in Mexico more so. So it's like... Yeah. I, actually, the... I actually looked into... I was reading a little bit about... Cool dude. He hated the Mexicans. Really? Yeah. When he was quite young, Mexicans came over the border or whatever and like attacked his. Yeah, they. His settled, they like killed his wife and children. Yeah, but he um, says it in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, for like pretty much for all of his life, he like hated Mexicans far more than he hated the U.S. Army. Yeah, the U.S. Uh, the fun thing they do in this, they call the U.S. soldiers white eyes. Yeah, they have white eyes or blue coats. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like, he leaves, he basically, like, Gene Hackman's pissed off that Geronimo, like, Actually, broke his promise. Yes, Joel? Is it? No, this is later on. Never mind. Um, he leaves, then a much, much worse guy comes in. Yeah. And he, like, basically makes Davis and Gatewood come off the field because they're like, you're too sympathetic. Mm. I just hate what's happening now. And he fucks it up. Because, yeah, yeah. yeah he doesn't know anything about... Yeah, and... As this is all happening, Gatewood is just like, look, at the, like at this point, we can probably just leave him. They've got like 30 guys. He's not really able to recruit anyone else. If he keeps going the way he's going, like, he'll just die. The Mexicans will just kill him. Yeah. But they're like, this is now a matter of... Political urgency. Exactly, yeah. This is a matter of like, this is making the 
US government look incompetent. Yeah. And we need to deal with this now. And they start treating them like settled people even worse because yeah, of it. They start do. like chain gunning them and like um they execute some of the guys who were involved in the um raid who were like they didn't even do anything. I didn't I I was watching the scene. I don't think they attacked anybody. They were just like, "Oh, you're you're, you know, Native American and you we lost this fight. You're being hanged for treason." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um which is yeah. Dumb. And yeah, eventually there's a Gatewood, Davis, and Chato, this other scout that they've been kind of yeah, working they're kind with. of the main Gatewood's main scout. Yeah, and they're, um, Sheever or have you Robert Duvall's character? Yes, yeah, yeah. They're they're sent to go and find because it's been like six months, and this guy's like maybe Gatewood, who's been here for a number of years, actually knows what he's talking about. Yeah, and it's all under the table as well. It's yeah. very much like anything that we tell you here cannot be made public. The guy is a Miles is the second general. Who, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, Miles is like tell them that we'll offer all of their warriors like forty acres of land if they come in, oh. and Gate and Gatewood is like, I can do that, but I don't think the government have any intention of ever keeping that promise. I didn't. I missed that bit in the yeah. movie. And Miles is fully like, doesn't matter what you think. Tell them. You know what's significant about forty acres of land? Why? That's what they promised uh, people at the end of slavery. Oh shit! Forty really? acres and a mule. That's Spike Lee's. Yeah, that's like that's exactly what he offers. Them. That's yeah. Spike Lee's production company name because that oh, was a okay. big promise. If you Google it, it's a big promise during that kind of this time mm. where when slavery ended, they were going to be like, "Yep, yeah, you'll get your settled land," and then they just didn't do it. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Gatewood is fully like, I don't think you're going to actually give them this. Yeah. And they they don't. As they're going to, like, find Geronimo, they come across another settlement of other Native American tribe. I think it's, it was the... It's, um, they're not Apaches, they're another tribe, but they've yeah, been misidentified as Apaches by some racists. It's not even that they've been misidentified as Apaches, it's that... And this was, like, an actual policy that a bunch of U.S. states had back in the day. Where really? If you had evidence of killing a Native American, they would pay you for it. Oh, my God. Um, so... Uh, like big thing that they would do is they would scalp them uh so they come across this settlement that had had like everybody killed and scalped mm-hmm. and they go and they go and find the guys who did it yeah 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 i'm reading about um 40 acres and a mule it was a policy during the 1960s mm-hmm. uh sorry the 1860s during the civil war yeah so this would have been just after that it's so about 15 it years been, yeah. after the war because people are just like, it's very funny. Matt Damon's character's from Texas. So you get yeah. real fucking worried for a second there, or at least oh, I yeah. did. There's uh, a point where it's actually after, I think, it's actually when they find this yeah. thing where somebody mentions that um, it was probably Texans, the worst kind of white man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Matt Damon's just like, oh, I have a beard now. Exactly. <laughs> oh, he has a beard and it's terrible. It's, so, <laughs> it's awful. It's so good. It's like, a, it's just like a little goatee. It's, it's so perfect for how his beard actually would probably look. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah. But yeah, so yeah, like it's, the military had the power to like grant land like this, but like, yeah. I'm just reading about it there quickly. Immediately, like people were given land and it was taken back off them after like Lincoln got shot. Sure. You know, um, whoever was president after Lincoln, I'm not American. But yeah, and then Gatewood confronts these like scalpers and is like, yo, what you did was fucked mm. and kills them all. They kill Al. Yeah, and they kill Devon. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I'm just going to have a, a couple minutes of rest and he dies. <laughs> yeah. He says something very interesting where, like, in a previous conversation, he's asked... Because this is, the, again, real dude. And mm. his whole thing was he was the chief of scouts. And this, he gets asked by someone, like, why did you do this? And he's like, the only person that can find is, like, an Apache warrior and another Apache. Yeah. And he's like, we can't do it. Like, you know, it's their home. And we're mm. just here. And you're like, yeah, maybe you should leave. Yeah. <laughs> um, But then they find eventually find... Geronimo um, Gatewood is like Davis you don't need to be here go be in Saving Private Ryan um, <laughs> why are people yeah. It's this is starting now why sure. are people so protective over Matt Damon in movies would you not be I would be but I'm me <laughs> there's such an ongoing because he is a child in this but in all his movies everyone's just like Matthew <laughs> is there like there's at least four movies I can think of off the top of my head which is People go and look after Mac Damon and make sure he's okay. <laughs> they don't do that in school ties. 
No, he doesn't deserve it in school yeah. times. He's a fucking racist. Um, great thing in it, they do set up in the movie that Matt Damon has never killed an Apache, so yeah. you know he's a good guy. Yeah, uh, and he continues to not do it the whole way through the film. Mm-hmm. Good job, Matt. Yeah. Well done. And then, yeah, Gatewood confronts Geronimo, and he like gives him back his stone, yeah. and then you just, like... West Duty gets a few really cool monologues where he's basically yeah. talking about like his perspective on it and you're like I think you watch it and it's one of those movies you watch about like a difficult subject where you're like I don't 100% agree with the methods but I 100% understand why these people did like, did these things sure yeah yeah uh, yeah. he has a great line here where he says uh, uh, when they took our food we ate thorns I thought that was pretty badass yeah and then uh, Geronimo goes Back, back in, to- yeah, he's arrested as a prisoner of war and treated terribly for the rest of his life. All much. the other, you have the scene which is like, Gatewood basically gets sent away to like live in exile with the army. Yeah, to cover this up essentially. Yeah, um, Matt Damon quits being an officer, mm. and all of the scouts um are also taken as prisoners yeah. of war and sent to Florida. All, yeah, they all have their like, they, there's a big scene where they all have their weapons like forcibly taken from yeah. them, and they're. They're sent to Florida as prisoners. Um, oh, poor fuckers. Yeah. Am I being sent to Florida? <laughs> and then, yeah. And then there's like a scene in a train where it's like one of the people who is captured is talking to the kind of main scout and is like, why did you do this? And uh, Geronimo does kind of one last speech and he's kind of being like, yeah, like. And that's when you find out about his wife and the Mexicans yeah. and he's been a warrior all his life. And it's like, maybe this is just kind of the only option I have anymore. And then the film ends. <laughs> yeah, and then the movie's over. Yeah, I did read a little bit about Geronimo after watching this. And mm-hmm. um, he had a he had a tough time of it after. Really? Yeah. Functionally enslaved just... at, as a prisoner of war. He participated in the 19... Was it 1904? Uh, let me check. In the 1904 World's Fair. Oh, that's um, awful. Yeah. Where like he was allowed, like he was allowed to go to participate in um like a, a Wild West show as which is just like Ugh. yeah horrifically racist depictions of like cowboys and Indians and shit. There's a lot of um, like really cool. They give a lot of time to showing the like Native American like culture. Yeah. And it's not in a like, ooh, look at this kind of weird stuff where it's like, this is just how these people live. Yeah. Like they have like a, a war dance at one stage and it's like, it's a set kind of piece, but it's not mm. ogled at or, yeah. you know, it's just kind of or like... there's a part where um, like early on when they're like just after Geronimo's like left the reservation um, mm-hmm. where they like are kind of gaining on his, on his group and... The rest of the guys kind of stop, and uh, Gaywood is fully like, "Oh yeah, no, I see what this is. They're going to send one guy out to fight me, and I just it needs to just be me to go and fight him." Yeah, yeah, um, that's a cool scene because yeah. Gatewood wins, and they're wins, like, "Yeah," and they're like, "Fair play." Yeah. So reportedly, Geronimo's last words, because he died in 1909, he like he lived a very long time. Yeah, he did. He fell off a horse and <sighs> got pneumonia and died. Ugh. But apparently on his deathbed, his last words were, I should have never surrendered. I should have fought until I was the last man alive. Metal. Yeah. But yeah, it's, I don't know. It just didn't do it for me. I wish I liked it more. Me too. Yeah. Um, It was okay. I'm happy I watched it. I don't feel like I wasted Mm. my time. I don't either. No. Um, Uh, I don't think I would watch it again. No, I recommend if you like cowboy movies, give it a go. Yes, definitely. Like, yeah, my yeah. dad, I was it's like... It's got big Western vibes. Oh, I said it to my dad, and he was like, I know what I'm watching today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, it is just a kind of... It's not problematic, which is, like, my biggest praise for it. Yeah. Which I know that sounds, like, really backwards, but... Yeah, it's, like, similar to Rising Sun, I think. Like, it is depicting a lot of racism, but it's not, like... Agreeing with yeah, condoning it in any yeah. way. It's like a very kind of um, a very stark view of like shit that actually went down. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Matt's good yeah. in it. 
Matt's good in it. He is, yeah, he is he's quite good, good in, it. in it. Yeah, You're actually able to be like, oh, Matt Damon's not a bad actor. Yeah. I'm real worried like, for a bit. I <laughs> do, I do unfortunately think that the guy who, is it Patrick? He's very, he's... He's rough in it. Oh, he's bad. It, I do Wood. love his little... I, I wasn't a big fan of Gatewood's actor in it. He, his little, he has a very odd voice. Yeah, he talks very, like, quite monotone. And, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's, it's not... It's not like it's effeminate or something, but it's like he's doing like a weird lilt. Like it's, I can't, it's weird. It's like he's trying to do an accent, but he can't do it. Yeah. Um, He's in The Lost Boys. Oh, really? Yeah. He's Michael, Michael Emerson. I've not seen The Lost Boys. Yeah. Yeah, It's, it's, it's a fine movie. If I were to perhaps put it in comparison to the other movies that we've watched. Are we doing, are we doing the rankings? I think we should keep going from bottom up because I think that's fun. Keep going from bottom up? Yeah. All right. Do you want to start or will I start? Well, I start, you started last time. I'll start this week. Um, so what's my bottom? My worst movie, number five is still Field of Dreams. My number five is still Rising Sun. My number four is Rising Sun. My number four is Field of Dreams. My number three is Geronimo. My number three is also <laughs> Geronimo. <laughs> it's the perfect, it's a such a three star movie. Yeah. Because I, I like the wrong time to this movie is bad. It's 48%. Oh, really? So I was like, oh, this is, this is why I thought I was re. I had the same thing what you had with Rising Sun. Sure. This is my Rising Sun episode where I was so worried it was going to be really racist. Yeah. I was also worried that this was going to be very And I was so racist. pleasantly yeah. surprised it wasn't yeah. terrible. When I, I saw that West Studi was in it, and I was like, okay, maybe it's not going to be so bad. Yeah, and he's... then, because he's, he's great, I love yeah. West Studi. And then um, I was like, oh, this is really, it's, yeah, it's just, it's a three stars. It's not, it's got some very pretty cinematography. Um, it was nominated for some Academy Awards, but we'll get Ooh, there in the next yeah. little bit. Um, yeah, my number two Oh, do I do my number two? School ties. Yeah, school yeah. ties. We know and how. Num- yeah, number, number one, one is still, still Mystic, Mystic Pizza. pizza. Oh, Shout out to Fireside Gourmet. I love that Mystic Pizza is still number one. It is. I said it in the the Mystic Pizza episode that I thought it would be. I thought it would go pretty far. Yeah. I think it's still got legs. It's just such a great film. It's just good. It's just a fun time. Um, we don't have any emails or anything about this episode, do we? I don't think so. Do, I haven't checked the no because the email. We haven't like talked about the email on mic in any episodes that have been released yet. So mm-hmm. uh, this I also is... I'm not logged into the email on my phone. Neither I am I. Be. This will be this section when we talk about the emails will be longer next time. Hopefully, 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 yeah. send us some emails. Is it in Field of Dreams that we talk about the email? I think so. I'll put the email in the episode description as well. Nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, let me let me let me actually access the email to make sure. When I start talking about the production company and the nominations yeah. for this, the two, three production companies. So this movie has a weird production history. Yeah. Where it, so I'm just gonna I'm reading off Wikipedia, which I know is terrible, but it's just the handiest thing for this. Before we get there, actually, the awards it was nominated for. Yes. It was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Sound. Sound design yeah, is good in this movie. Solid. Sound design is good. The costuming is really good. It feels like a very lived-in world. Cinematography is gorgeous. Yeah, it looks fantastic. Uh, who is this shot by? Cinematography by someone called Lloyd Ahern. Hopefully they're not related to that Ahern. Um, <laughs> shout out to Bertie. Shout out to Bertie. But it was, do you know what it lost to for Best Sound? What? Jurassic Park. Yeah, uh, damn, <laughs> yeah, that is that is rough going up against Jurassic Park. Walter Hill was pretty disappointed with how this movie went. As you said, he believes it should have been called the Geronimo Wars. Mm-hmm. A TV movie came out the same year by fucking Turner, and oh. that and they, he reckons that's why it did so bad. Really? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. What did? What was the box office like? No. Eighteen point six million to thirty five. Mm. Yeah, it bombed. Just. Yeah, so it didn't, like, fully didn't make its money back because it would have been double in marketing, right? Yeah. Let me look at Box Office Mojo to see what week it came out and what was num- else was in theatres mm. its first week. But yeah, like, this is the interesting thing about Matt. Like, Matt hasn't, he hasn't blown up yet. He's quietly giving these quite good performances. Like, he's mm. good in School Ties, he's good in this. Um, I don't think this, yeah, this just got released in the States. Oh. What? It was in theaters for. Oh, I thought it was in theaters for one week, but it's. Oh, that no. would be. That's a that's a now thing that happens. He was. It was in theaters for four weeks. Ooh. Very weird time of year to come out. Guess what time of year this came out? Did this come out in like December or some shit? December tenth. It was obviously. Holy awesome. shit! Yeah, 
So it came out December 10th. That was its first... <laughs> Sorry, I just saw what's number one the okay. week this came out. Uh, what year? What year? Uh, 2000 and... 1993. 1993. Yeah, no, I got it. This opened number four. Okay, sure. Number one was... Wait, fuck... no, number three first. What was number three? Sister Act 2, Back in the Habit. Banger film. Great. I'm not... I think I've seen it on RT. Number two... Mm-hmm. Mrs. Doubtfire. Sure. Robin Williams. Number one was Wayne World 2. <laughs> yeah! Fucking party on! Um, Wayne's World 2 is one of my favourite films of all time. If you wanna, if you want to see kind of uh, where my taste in films and a lot of my humour comes from, go watch Wayne's World 2. If you book them, they will come. I can't believe you. <laughs> That's um, so funny. Jurassic Park is still in, in theatres. It's in its 27th week in theatres. Okay. Remains of the Day is in theatres as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Hopkins and Thompson. So I think that movie is incredible. Emma Thompson? Yeah. Ooh, nice. uh, it's based on a book I've bought, but I've not read because it's me. I'm so overdue with my library books. I was meant to go today and I yeah. didn't. Um, Piano, Adam's Family Values, Jurassic Park, My Life. Uh, yeah. Hell yeah. I'm very happy that Wayne's World 2 was number one. That's that's brought me a lot of joy. There was a, a oh the Three Musketeers is that at the Leo DiCaprio Three Musketeers movie Ooh. was in theaters? No, it is. Nice. Wait, wait, what fucking movie is this? What? You don't exist. What? Cast information. No, I don't want IMD Green Pro. No, I'm thinking Man in the Iron Mask. That movie is. Oh, okay, I've seen that. <laughs> Just. Like this, where you're like, it leads up to something and then it happens and then the movie slows down. Okay, sure. Um, but yeah, any last things you want to say? So yeah, this movie uh, was made by, so I, talking about the production companies. Yeah. Uh, my, my notes for this episode are immensely shorter than mm-hmm. any of the notes I've taken for any of the other films. Um, the general, general cook... The first guy who is... Gene Hackman's character. Yeah, Gene Hackman's character. Um, the Apache called him Nantan Lupan, which means the Great Wolf Chief, which is A, badass, B, it sounds like a Dark Souls boss. <laughs> That's fucking insane. Yeah. So, the production of this, and then we'll then we'll do the general ending of the episode stuff. Yeah. Um, so it was originally going to be made with a production, st- a development studio called... Uh, Carol Oak Pictures that like went to Funk in 1995. Yeah. Um, they wanted to make a Crazy Horse movie. He was another mm. prominent leader. Um, thought it'd be too difficult. They found out about Geronimo. They started writing the script in 1989. So it's being written for like four years. Um, and they were just kind of like, yeah, we just can't figure it out. We had a good script, but they just couldn't get a casting. And then it went to Columbia. And then when Columbia did it, it was basically after they made Dancing with Wolves and Last of the Mohicans. Mm. They were like, there's now a boom for stories about like Native American films. Yeah. Um, and so they hired some other screenwriter from who did like a lot of Westerns. Um, and he worked on a script for a few months. Um, and then it was kind of like, you know, there's you can find read it on Wikipedia. I won't read the Wikipedia article verbatim because no one wants that. But it's just like changes were made, cuts were kind of happened. They got Robert Duvall and Gene Hackman involved, so they kind of bumped up those parts a little bit, but not too much. I think they're pretty good enough. They have one. They're scene. quite good. Yeah. yeah, I like them a lot. Um, and then like, you know, they they admit that like the the accuracy isn't the best. Supposedly Turkey Creek happens like five years before. Oh really? So he's I don't he's there, but I don't think it's what kicks off. Sure. Like, that's a real massacre that happened, yeah. but it's not necessarily at that point in time, if yeah. that makes sense. I was, Which... I was looking through his, like, I found, like, a, a, a timeline of his life, pretty much. Mm-hmm. A lot of massacres in there. Mm. It's almost like the America. It was bad. Yeah. It was. Um... <laughs> They're still doing massacres. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So then they cut... They were very good... Supposedly, the Hills come out and said that they would try to convince him to cast a white person to play yeah. Geronimo. And I'm really happy that he was like, no, yeah, West Studi, because West Studi is great. Um, yeah, and then they made the movie. Matt Damon dropped out of college. I wish it did better for him, but also I'm. It's not. I think he was fine. Yeah. What's the deal? What's the matter with Matt in this? 
like around the time this movie comes so out. So my he drops un- out of college. So my understanding of what happens is, from what I've read, is that Matt Damon gets offered this movie, and I'm actually going to check when they filmed this movie from because it comes out. It comes out December of '93. They probably filmed it during the summer because right. that's one thing that like with Matt, say School Ties. School Ties they filmed that uh, during a summer. Sure. So I'm like, you could go to. You could take like a semester off college or whatever. Sure. But my understanding of it is, is that Matt Damon gets offered this movie and he thinks it's going to do fucking gangbusters. Right. He thinks it's going to do really well. So he chooses to drop out and it, and it doesn't do gangbusters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, like oh, yeah. there's not yeah. too much known about it. The understanding is he dropped out to be in this movie. Sure. And then he didn't go back. But my understanding of having doing starting to do some research for the goodwill hunting episode he's already written the first pass of goodwill hunting at this stage okay because he writes it as a college assignment yeah it's supposed to be like a one scene play yeah right? yeah so there's not too like mark damon's very private about his life like it's not like everything's known about him mm. it's just it's a weird thing at this the movie that like made him decide to be a professional actor yeah um, I was saying it to my mom today I was like oh he dropped out of college to be in this movie and she was like oh that seems a bit foolish and my dad was like He's Matt Damon, Siobhan. <laughs> I think he's fine. My yeah. mom was like, I don't know, I feel like you should finish your degrees. <laughs> An interesting thing about it is Matt Damon as well, a piece of trivia. Oh. Yes. I've, I've gone scroll down a little bit for the giggles and the bants. Yeah, we, we have to get a little deep into the IMDb. We're five episodes in and we're already kind of having to go deep on the IMDb trivia. It's about him smoking. Ooh, okay. Matt Damon quit smoking after visiting a hypnotist in LA. Whoa! <laughs> and my dad did the same thing, except he didn't go to a hypnotist. He went to a what's the thing when they put needles? Acupuncture. He got acupuncture on his skull to quit smoking. Oh my god! <laughs> um, but yeah, Damn. yeah, Matt's good in this movie. Yeah, good job, Matt. Well done. You're starting to get there. You're starting to get there. You're starting to pick decent yeah. films. Um, not yet though, because next up is Glory Days. And next up is all the oh Glory Days. I thought, Glory it, was all, days. I thought it was all the Pretty Horses. All the Pretty Horses is not for a very long time. No, now. oh, is Glory Days the one that's directed by one of the most famous actors of all time? Uh, written and directed by Rich Wilkes. I misunderstood the running order. Yeah. Uh, so no, the next movie is The Good Old Boys by Tommy Lee Jones. Oh yeah, of course, of course, because. That's um, that's our that's our rule. Yeah, because the TV movies. Uh, sorry, I'm looking at the Wikipedia rather than our spreadsheet. That's okay. Um, the the TV movies aren't listed on his Wikipedia mm-hmm. under films. They're listed under television. Purely because I want to fucking talk about this. Yeah. Insane cast for the good yeah. old boys. The oh ca- no, that does that. What's wrong, buddy? We're we're one step further from Kevin Smith than I thought we were. Ah, uh, good. <laughs> good. Yeah. Um, the good old boys. Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. Terry uh, Kennedy, who I don't know who he is, but he's been in Last of Mohicans, The Firm. He's an actor. Francis McDormand. Oh. Yeah. Sam Shepard, who oh, is what? like. A I fucking know Sam Shepard. Wilford Brimley is in this? Sissy Spacek, who's Carrie, is in this. What the fuck is Bruce this? McGill, like. And in, this is why I want to talk about this movie. It's directed by Tommy Lee Jones. I think it's the only thing he's ever... He's directed four movies, but this is right. the first movie he's directed. Like, what? What is this? Uh, it again, it, it is... Ha- I don't know what I'm going to... I guess in preparation for this, I'm going to go watch Men in Black. I've never seen Men in Black. <laughs> You've never seen Men in Black? I've seen Men in Black too, but I haven't seen Men in Black. Damn, Men in Black one is far better in my opinion. I really like Men in Black too. I do too um, but I think Men in Black one is better but yeah I think we're anything else to say Matt Damon used to smoke that tracks he's from Boston yeah makes sense I've already started my preparation for Chasing Amy uh, I can see it haunting me yeah it's sitting right here um, I'm reading the entirety of Kevin Smith's uh, Marvel and DC bibliography which is let me tell you cursed really? I'll, I'll talk about it in the episode yeah but, um, yeah he I'll talk I'll talk about Kevin Smith in our Kevin Smith episode do you like Kevin Smith Sean? I like some of his comics and two of the movies that I've his two movies that I've seen yeah yeah but with that we are done with that we're done yeah um, um, thank you as always for listening to Sine Waves 
please rate and review and subscribe on your I might start choking on my spit. Um, <laughs> Whoa. Well, I just hate being a shill so much. Yeah. Um, please rate, review, and subscribe to the show on your preferred platform. Please. Please send us your funny memes on our Instagram and our Twitter. Yeah. Or email in any comments, passing, observations, whatever you want to the uh, Gmail. Please don't sign us up for any MLMs, though. Um, special thanks as always to Molly for our gorgeous, gorgeous cover art. I love it more every single day. Find her over on Instagram at Bibin Molly. And to a Pizza Adam for the music for the show. I do yeah. not know why I am talking like a robot now. We were, we were recording for, I'm worried the first time we go over two hours. Because I'm my throat is, I'm parched. Look, I'm parched I'm and not, we are an hour and ten minutes in. I'm not saying that I've probably got two hours of kevin smith shit to talk about but i might have two hours of kevin smith shit to you talk cannot about. just do a lecture series on the comics for the kevin smith episode what if i did no <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna time you in that and, and if it's the running the if we spend more time talking about comics than the actual movie in that episode let me cross okay it's a movie podcast it's not a comic <laughs> podcast ah um everybody uh, Thank you for listening. Go stream yes. Kylie Minogue's Padom because it's a banging song. Sure. It's great. It's I'm a song I'm, of the summer. I'm certain. Yeah. Yeah. I love Kylie. I have not listened to too much Kylie. Well, we're fixing that now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See you next week. Yeah. Um, for this movie so much me too oh my god I could I could not stop I'd, I'd watch a scene would play so like, and I'd be like I should pay attention to this and 15 seconds later I'd be like why am I on my phone yeah this is my notes Ooh. for it yeah um, it's gonna be a Wikipedia heavy episode I feel yeah, like I did I did like it I enjoyed it I had fun I have an idea of where it's going in my rankings I know where it's in my rankings okay I, just, I, I decide where it is in the rankings as I'm watching it Sure. Which I'm sure probably is the best way to do watch the movie. But I have stuff to talk about. The performance, yeah, yeah I, have, I have things to say. Um, this is all going at the start of the episode, isn't it? Sure. Well, not? it's up to you. Yeah. At the head empty bit, anyway. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> my, Aren't my, our heads always empty? I'm head empty, no thoughts, cowboy Matt Damon. Yeah.